Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody, uh, as you guys all get back from vacation, we are back as well. David Moore Studio here with Austin Owens and Jake Middleton on the Tip of the Tire podcast. NFL fantasy football drafts are all over, fellas. So, you both <laughs> had one tonight. Yeah, uh, went well to start, did not go well to end. That's the way she goes, but uh, we'll roll with the punches. I'm happy with my other two teams, so that's all I can say. Jake, I know this was one that you uh, you were kind of roped into doing. Someone a favor? How? Uh... Uh, yeah, no. I mean, fantasy drafts. I can only really keep track of two. Um, basically, if you can set it up for me and just tell me when I have to draft, I'll do it. But I'm probably I'm probably not gonna I'm probably not gonna be the most attentive person in the whole league. So. Yeah, I can. I I gave up one league this year. I said two was going to be my uh, my maximum, uh, unless the third one was really enticing, and I didn't get an enticing third one. So I am happy with two. Yeah. Um, the three of us are in a fantasy league together. Uh, for oh the, yeah. For the first time, Jake, I joined your league last year. Uh, yeah. Almost, almost made the playoffs. I think I came very, very close last year. If I'm not mistaken. But uh, this year will be different because Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. I don't even remember who's on my team, to be honest with you. They just said I did a good job, so I felt good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You won the preseason award or whatever the hell yeah, it is. Yeah, that's all that matters to me. I'm yeah, Austin, give me the chip. Austin gets, just goes, he makes sure he goes with the draft uh, the draft rankings so that Yahoo will give him the uh, top grade. <laughs> no, if I was going to take draft rankings, I would have gotten Marquise Brown, who for some reason has like 200 points, and he's the Ravens' fourth receiver. <laughs> yeah, and he's got, uh, what's the guy, the, what's the clown throwing to him? Lamar um, Jackson. Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Speaking of Louisville quarterbacks, did you guys watch that game the other night? Um, no. I, I just watched when they <laughs> traded fumbles. Yeah. So that was just for a stretch. There was three straight plays in a row that were fumbled. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very interesting uh, college football is always going to be the more entertaining product. I feel oh, absolutely. just based in the on NFL. 
I feel no. I don't mean in terms of the play. I just mean in terms of the atmosphere, which makes these players do stupid things that make the game entertaining. Not really based on ridiculous plays. Like the NFL, you're gonna get the best. Like it's the best of the best. You're gonna get the better play, and I just feel like the atmosphere brings something different to college football than uh, than the NFL. Obviously, there's some uh, you know decent crowds, but college you get the you get all just it's just something that you can't match in the nfl we're we're doing everything in our power to not talk toronto maple Leafs right now well <laughs> everyone's back I'm from, cool everyone's back from vacation feel kyle Dubas apparently went to hawaii very <laughs> nice i mean lucky if, him if i was kyle Dubas, i'd be in hawaii as much as possible when yeah uh, but now the relaxing time, although I don't think he really relaxed on that vacation, let's be honest here. Um, you know, we haven't heard... I mean, Martin's been the only one talking, and he hasn't said much. He's declined comments, too. But we haven't heard a word from his agent, except from the through the Zurich Lions. Um, which, we like, it's been so long since we've discussed the Leafs. Like, the last time we did a podcast, Boba Shett had not even been called up to the Blue Jays, just to give you Sick. a perspective here. I love it. Um, in that time, Mitch Marner had the Marner camp. I won't say Mitch Marner, but the Marner camp has threatened to go to, to Zurich. <laughs> um, what else has happened that's really... Oh, Austin Matthews is, uh, is going to leave in five years because of taxes. <laughs> Uh, what else has happened Um, a lot of people there's been a lot of changes in the uh, hockey media landscape up here up here in Canada that's got talking a lot of sportsnet moves a lot of sportsnet moves the athletic is even making moves they're uh, they're increasing they're adding to their stable of uh, or their roster of writers across Canada and but but everyone here, I mean, let's be real. The number one to- topic right now is Mitch Marner. Well, the RFA is, but Mitch Marner leads everything, which I get it. Toronto is the most – I'm not going to say the most important, but the more – it's the – No, no. Say, say, say what you mean. Okay. It's say the most, what's in your heart. It is the most important uh, city – Team to the league in this to the league it is the new york yankees of well them and the NHL. rangers i'd say those two are pretty yeah. they're pretty close and like, the rangers like, have made their fans very happy this season yeah this offseason yeah so i get why it's become such a fixated issue it's funny because it's even been talked about in calvary and vancouver like on their radio stations like in winnipeg and where they have two of their own rfas yeah so, like, for people who say, oh, you people in Toronto... No, like, go and listen outside of Toronto. It's a it's thing. It's not just us. We're, we're not making anything up. We're not basing this off... No, I've, I haven't heard one person talk about, like, Miko Ranton or... Or, hell, yeah. even even Charlie Coyle. They were... They, I think they were talking about this on Leafs Lunch Parsley. Yeah, with... Oh, yeah, Charlie Coyle. Uh, Charlie <laughs> McAvoy and Brandon Carlo... Like they were talking to uh, what's the president? The guy that was in Dumb and Dumber. 
Oh, Cam Neely. Cam Neely. And he's like, yeah, we might not uh, be, we might, we might not be seeing them in training camp. Like, what? <laughs> but the you know that leaves out? you with Brandon Carlo, Tori Krug, and a 42-year-old no, no, Dan Ochara. Brandon Carlo is not signed. He's not signed either. Oh, Jesus. So just, just Tori Krug, Kevin Miller, Matt Grizzlick, uh, uh, Connor Clifton, 42-year-old Dan Ochara who gets turnstiled. Um, who am I forgetting? I mean, oh, Vakaninen. Oh, and Connor Clifton, my, yeah. one of my old friends from uh, Quinnipiac. Hmm. It, it, it's not just that. I mean, the Bruins have been down this road before with Pasternak. Um, yeah. But but it's okay because when McAvoy signs for what many will presume to be a reasonable number, he's going to say he it, he would have. The money doesn't matter to him, just like his boy Pasternak. Nah, I, I don't know. I think they just got lucky with with the Pasternak. They he also signed like before he broke, like he had one breakout season, and they committed long term like money to him. They committed like forty two million dollars to him or something like that. Yeah, and, I mean, people always bring that up. Like he was, you know, three years in a row having almost forty goals, and was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna help out the team. It's just not realistic. No. I mean, it's all about timing, right? Like, there's these teams are going to have to pay, too. Like, everybody thinks, you know, hey, we got this great salary cap structure. It's like, no. If you're good, you'll be punished because that's just the way this stupid fucking league works. It is. Other RFAs need to just be paying Mitch Marner for a dinner or something because what a solid he's doing for the rest of them by taking all the heat for the RFA market right now. Like, Matthew yeah. Kachuk never gets talked about. Patrick oh, Wynick got you, talked about you for know two what? minutes. You say that, Austin, but you, if you ask Calgary fans, they've had enough with Don Meehan. Meehan. Meehan? Meehan? Okay. Yeah. Like, no, like, so he had that, um, I wrote about this, and he had a, um, he talked at a golf tournament because he was in Montreal, and he said, we presented our offer in June, and it was, a fa- we felt like it was a fair number. They got fair offer, and it was pretty much. I think for them, it was like this is our offer, kind of take it or leave it. Um, the unfortunate part for the RFA's, I mean, no, it's not unfortunate. It's the way the CBA. But works the, but the, I mean, that's unfortunate for RFA's. But isn't Tachuk asking for someone with like a nine in it, and they're like, how the hell is that unreasonable? <laughs> he is their best player. Uh, no, he's not. Well, Giordano uh, is their most important. No, no. Goudreau? Most... Matty Goudreau is probably their... Or John, Matty, that's his brother. Johnny Goudreau is probably their best player. He's, he's, he probably, their, he's player? probably their third best forward. Yeah, behind Monaghan. You, you put Monaghan ahead of him? Yes. Yeah. But that said, would you not, like, say he does sign an eight-year deal for $9 million? Uh, I would trade him straight up for Marner, like, pretty quickly. Considering the bullshit he wants, yeah. Like if 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 you're, I, I also have a feeling nobody's gonna sign for eight years unless you, unless you're like. I think that's the thing. A lesser guy, or you're a free agent who gets signed and traded. Austin Matthews changed the RFA market the minute he signed for five million dollars, or five and, years. Sorry, sorry for five years. Thank you, Jake, and still got over 10 million dollars that was a signal to the rfas and saying 
oh wait we don't have to commit eight years to get double digits like that i mean it was long overdue but yeah i mean i i still have no idea why hockey players were just so obsessed with especially really good ones locking them up locking themselves up for a term unless you're getting paid like an ex a lot of money yeah like mcdavid got a lot he could have gotten more but that's the only reason why he would have signed for eight years is if he got a lot of money like you don't tell me that if you ask nathan mckinnon you ask i mean you guys can throw out names too like mckinnon is the obvious one barkov barkov what uh, is this for like just guys. For guys that just sign for way too little. Kucherov. Uh, I mean, he's not getting paid nothing. He's getting nine and a half know, million dollars. Headman? I mean, the guy has more um, points than his team. But he wasn't an, was an RFA, if I'm not. Was he an RFA? I think he Headman league. got, what, eight million? He got just over eight. But coming off of Norris as well. To be honest, it's pretty hard to find like a really good co- contract that someone signed. The best in the league. Yeah, but they got lucky, right? Like yeah. he, he, was they got a good time. he was shit, and they're just like, let's lock him up now. Yeah. He wasn't shit, but he wasn't what he, he wasn't, is now. Like he, he had like fifty points. Did you talk? Did you listen to the interview he did on Spin Chicklets? I didn't. Oh, I listened to Crosby's one. I didn't listen to his. He though. was listen he, to Max. His was uh, pretty revealing in that. You know, he, he felt really bad about his you know, mental game, that he went to get a psychologist. He felt like he was you know, underachieving, which I mean, when you're a number one pick and you're putting up 50-something points, that is underachieving. Uh, he wasn't happy with his off-ice habits. And, like, he it was, you know, I think that maybe the contract itself may have been an eye-opening thing for him. Like, realizing I'm only worth this and then, you know, it's just having that total turnaround. I think, yeah. yeah, like it's it has changed now, in that you know, when Matthew when the lease went to Matthews and said we want you for eight years, he says, well, if you want me for eight, I think they said what fourteen million dollars a season was his. Yeah, he wanted McDavid money. He, Ooh, he wanted more. fourteen million. Yeah, I heard that from Friedman. That they asked no stop at fourteen million dollars for eight years. That's no way. That's I, like the max allowable. Yeah. No, the max is higher Close. than that. Yeah, no, the max million. is what? It's 15% or 20? Uh, let me see. I'm going to look this up because I am pretty sure. It, I mean, it goes up every year, right? So, yeah, but the max, what's the cap at? 82 million? 81 and a half. So, 82. So twenty percent of eighty two is oh, it is sixteen million. Yeah, it's sixteen and a half million. Yeah, so it's gone up. Like the the idea of, you know, players, like they're not going to make it. Yeah, why would Matthews say, oh yeah, if you want me for eight years, we can work out a, a bargain, a discount? It doesn't work like that. I mean, I never thought he would be. I thought he would get like maybe what he's getting now on an eight year deal. I hated that deal, but I mean, you hate you hate the deal because you see how much he's being paid, and it's only for five years. But then you also realize that he had, out of all the RFA's, the most leverage because you know a team would have thrown an offer sheet at him, and he would have gotten what he wanted. 
And that's what the probably, league... but in that sense, at least you would have got him for seven or eight years. That is I mean, true. I if I I mean I I guess the Leafs just wanted to get it over and done with because really, look at what Mar- this whole Marner saga has turned into. Imagine if Matthews wasn't signed. Leafs... Uh, they they would, it would be a disaster. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. probably the only saving grace is that he's it's fucking done. We don't have to worry about it for five more years. But, oh, but I, we do. I mean, we don't, but people do. Everybody I'm not, has I, to. I am honestly not worried about it because we know what the Leafs can offer them that no other market can. Let's be real here. Like, me, the only other team that could do I mean, what is it, though? Because I I keep thinking this in my head, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Why? These, these other players don't seem to care. No. Like all, all they they just want to be the highest paid thing. It doesn't really mean anything to them. Yeah, I, I'm wondering like what, considering how we've come to know hockey players, as the team guys, they always say it, they always talk about it. But then, when it comes to contracts, especially this year, it's more, of, no, I wanna, I wanna be paid what I think I'm worth. Yeah, it's just total 180. And I don't have a problem guys. with that though. No, I don't have a. Yeah. If you're a good player, I don't give a shit about paying you. I like. I have a problem when you got like Zach Hyman, just an example. If he goes like, "Yeah, I want six million dollars a year," it's like, no, that's not gonna happen. I don't have a problem paying people. I don't. I don't. If have, you're worth it, yeah. I don't. But have a if problem. you're not worth it, you can't have this thing where, oh, it's not my fault. Like. The thing that's annoyed me the most about this is they were talking about, um, like, Leafs Lunch today. They're basically saying, like, oh, I wonder if, um, like, Marner, uh, he's got to be able to handle what comes with asking for this much money. And it's so very clear that he can't handle it because he hates talking about it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He, he doesn't even answer. He's just like, you, you, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a question for my agent. It's just like okay, no, then it's a question why don't you, for you? Why don't you let him do the media rounds? Like this is the part I hate. No, this is not a question for his agent because his agent isn't asking to be paid. Isn't that. isn't answering? His, his agent literally can't talk because he spews hot garbage out of his mouth every single time he does anything. Well, and he's also got his father's hand up his rear. So. And he, he also has like an actual playbook, like. Oh yeah, negotiations for dummies. He's reading. It's that. bad when casual fans know the step by step of how you go about things. <laughs> I well, the last article I wrote was literally, "Hey, we all knew this was coming when he when Marner was rumored to be going to Zurich." Two things here. One, um, when when we're talking about the RFAs and they're they're not signed, that doesn't bother me more than when all these air quote leaks and speculation come out and we know that everyone's fed up with the whole darren dragger stuff because mm. his act is getting pretty how do you tank your credibility in 90 days or less i mean he's he's pretty much tanked his own he i mean he's had a couple big scoops but like yeah nobody really takes him seriously nobody no it's because mckenzie and friedman scoop him on pretty much everything now well, and the other thing. Well, is I think he was the first that got the Tavares one. I, uh, I, yeah, there's a couple I seem things. To remember that one. 
He also scooped the Nylander one. He did. He did. Uh, that's about it. But, you know, he, he does have, like, a couple scoops in there, but you're like, what the fuck is this? It, but it's not just that. It's, you know, when, you, when you're in a position that he's in as an insider, so he's not an analyst, he's an insider. And he's not, like, a he's not an analyst for, like, we've talked about how, like, LeBron James has, like, McManaman and Windhorse. And those guys that specifically, thats he's not that. He's a league insider. Well, maybe he's becoming a wind horse. The, the upsetting thing for me with him, and I don't want to slag on Darren Dreyer because he's one of the best in the business, regardless of how the summer's gone with him in social media, is it don't dress it up as something like, oh, I'm being told by a source. This source tells me. It's like, we know exactly who you're getting it from. There's one I mean, they, that's like something you have to do, though. Like, everybody is aware that. of sources. Because then they think it's his own opinion, which most of it, I think some of it is his own opinion. And his own opinion makes it look pretty that's unbiased. That's the scary part. That's, but that's... What, part, what part is Marner's camp and what part is him just speculating? Yeah. It's probably 50-50. I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of when, look, you, when you're asking, and, and these insiders hate doing it too because they know that if they give an opinion on, on a situation, they know that their stuff is going to get thrown out on Twitter and into an article and that it paints them in a certain way. Like, um, I think like Dragers even started blocking people because it's gotten to the point where he's, you can tell he's, you know, everything he's saying is being scrutinized. And he he knows it too because he always acknowledges just like well read my mentions. Yeah, well, <laughs> just it's just it's people taking so, the piss out of him. Yeah, which don't tweet dumb things. We know you're getting your information from the Marner camp. I know you have to say sources said, but when it's this obvious, you don't need to keep putting out speculation and updates. Nobody needs to know until it's signed. I I don't even think it's that. Like, sure, there's a ton of uh, writers that do that and analysts, but don't come up with these phony-ass things like, I'm hearing uh, offer sheet will be proposed in the teens. Like, no, that's never happening. And it didn't happen. No, it didn't. And then then it, it goes out that a team... Even if a team was considering, I think it was Columbus that asked about it, and he's like, "Oh, I only want like four years," and they're like, "What are we fucking retarded?" Yeah, this we're is going like, to give up four first round picks, and you're going to be gone after that last pick is taken. Like this is, I think the I think this is something the RFAs don't realize is that sure they don't have rights. They don't have the right to say we want four years and we're only going to take four years. You know what the team's going to say? We don't need to sign you because guess what? It hurts us more to do something like that than you it's gotten to the point where someone's gonna have to sit out a full season for it to, yeah. um, either that That's or someone's gonna, gonna or someone's gonna have to like tear their acl or snap their leg or something like that or get which traded. you don't which you don't want to see at all but that's the only way it's gonna happen somebody's gonna have to yeah send a message to the rfas and that if you're gonna make demands that are just not feasible in this current cap structure one or two things gonna happen you're gonna have to go to your to the nhlpa and you're bargaining people and say our cba needs to change to give us a better chance in these for you know first negotiations or 
you you try to set a different market for yourself. Maybe that's what they're trying to do, some of these players. But the way they're going about it is not right. Like I don't understand why Brain Point is not signed. I don't know why. Maybe he's the one that is not going to fall in line, which would be hilarious. But it'd be oh my god, it'd be so you're typical. the one that. I, I don't. I still don't know why you would do that. Like I would be like, fine, I'll take like half a million less than what I should get. I still want like ten million dollars, yeah. which I, I'm sure, like he's probably adamant about. But the fact that they got some of these guys for like. A million, million and a half below is ridiculous. What are they, what I think, are they at Hedman at? Seven, nine or something? Yeah, fuck off. That's ridiculous. Uh, let me see. Cause... I think it's like seven, eight, nines. It's like a real, it's like four numbers. It's like really, four random it's a, numbers. It's a really weird, yeah, it's a weird. Cal- it's a calculation. 7.875. Yeah, 7.875. Which is a lot of money, but he should probably be getting nine and a half. I just remember. Consider, doesn't Carlson make like twelve? Carlson makes uh, a lot of like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he makes. He's uh, just below, but like around the same as Dowdy. Like Dowdy. Dowdy makes eleven and a half or something, doesn't he? Or eleven? Might be eleven. Yeah, it's eleven flat because it's not. Kopitar makes eleven. So, um, Carlson makes eleven and a half. Good for him considering his. Yeah. He's on one ankle. I, I honestly thought it would be way more than that, but hey, good for him. I'm. It's it's just tough because look, you're seeing like people are saying, oh, these RFAs are trying to get the money now because they don't know if they'll get the money later. When you're seeing Eric Carlson get eleven and a half million dollars, maybe it's a sign to say, if you're good enough, you will make the money later. Yeah, it's just, I mean, so I can understand why. Uh, the structuring and stuff like that with signing bonuses is something I would do too, but because mm-hmm. a lot of these players are concerned about um, getting locked out. I honestly don't think they'll get locked out. They had an interesting article, I think it was by uh, Ken Campbell in the Hockey News, and it talks about how basically every player hates escrow so much that they're probably going to cave on everything so that escrow is either minimal or it's just gone. Yeah, they really yeah. do hate escrow, and that's why they didn't – um, they didn't use the cap. The escalator. The escalator, because escrow would just be would just kill them, and it's it would kill more of the players that don't make a lot than the players who are making a, the most. I mean, it kills everyone, but the players who don't make a lot, that's who it kills. Like we always it heard, kills the middle class and stuff like that. I mean, we always heard about Paul Bissonnette complaining about escrow, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it there's just a lot. That I think people don't realize that comes into these negotiations and escrow be- also is a nice um, idea that there's been a lot of issues with um, growth has been pretty stagnated outside of like expansion fees which will obviously come in uh, what is it next year aren't they in yeah next, next year not this year next year they drop uh, Seattle and then the new TV deal for the US which will be after next season I think either uh, yeah, after next season, um, then you'll uh, you'll be able to get a real good look on where they're gonna find other ways to expand the game, whether it be you know the China series or you know one. investing in the women's game or You're investing missing. in gambling, which it looks like they're they're, gonna, they're doing. Well, they've already got the partnership started. Yeah. 
So that's going to be the one I think that a lot of people are going to keep their eyes on because you see how much gambling can help make your team, make your team, your league more accessible, especially in the States where gambling is allowed. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of things we don't understand and when it comes to these things and you just, fans obviously have the right to voice their opinion. We never say you shouldn't voice your opinion. Um, but at the same time, it when you're trying to profess that you know everything, that's where you kind of have to draw the line and be like, no, not really. No. So, you're over... Okay. Um, do you guys think Marner will hold out in training camp? I mean, we know he will. He will be willing to do it. But do you think it will come to that? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a circus if he shows up at camp without a contract. I don't. I don't think he'll. Uh, I think he'll be there for the start of the season. I don't know if he'll hold out past that, but uh, I think he'll be there for the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't see him. Uh, him missing games. I. And you know what? Like, okay, th- this is where, like, the NFL is having an issue with this now with players willing to hold out. But then when you hear about how much these players give up in terms of money and fines and all that stuff, it it makes you really think, like, what benefit? Like, unless you're getting, like, a, like it's an absurd amount you're holding out for, is it worth sitting out games? We've we found out in the NHL, you either sit out the whole season or you report on time because if you think you're going to come in two months into the season and light things up, William Nealon just showed it does not work that way. What did if we're going by this Darren Ferris playbook? How how long has one of his his clients sat out? It hasn't been more than a month. Uh, Josh Anderson missed maybe two games. Athens CU didn't miss more than half a month. Yeah, I haven't looked at how long the they they missed. And there's a third one. Sam Bennett didn't hold out at all, unless I'm forgetting. Well, he signed, right? Yeah. So. Well, he sucks. So. <laughs> yeah, well, all three of those guys aren't Mitch Marner, obviously. But like, if you're looking at the, it's very clear what he does every single time. And Taylor Hall is going to be an absolute well, disaster I mean, next season. Good Taylor luck to him. Hall, he's in UFA, so. It'll more, it's more of, this is what I want, pay it or don't. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, for Taylor Hall, he's going to take a risk doing whatever he wants to get paid. So, But he wants to win. That's the thing, too. You, A lot of players now want to do both. It's not, it's, it's becoming tougher because if you want, because of how the salary cap works, if you want to get paid, like a top player, but then want to be a part of a juggernaut winning team. Like, let's say for Mitch, he wants to be paid on the level of Tavares and Matthews, but then still wants to keep, like, he probably, they probably just learned the biggest lesson when Marlowe got traded. Like, consider everything Dubas has done to make room for Marner, and yet that still hasn't moved the needle enough to get a deal done. He's he yeah. got rid of Marlowe. He traded for David Clarkson's contract. Like he's done, they've done so much to make sure that Marner 
They've let Martin know that we're trying to make this work, and yet it hasn't done anything to progress. No. And that's what annoys, that's the part that annoys me. You see these moves and you're like, okay, a deal must be getting done soon. Or, especially the Clarkson, I thought as soon as they got the Clarkson contract, I'm like, okay, now we know why they're doing it this the way that they're doing it. I mean, some people still don't understand how, what I forgot was. about that trade. Holy. It's been a minute. Oh, and we, like, you also forgot about this other thing. The perception of Marner. The perception of Marner <laughs> with the fan base, the perception of Marner in the lease organization, and the perception of Marner with his camp and other players. Because we've already had one player speak out in favor of them. In a way that got a lot of people wondering if this guy was in the loony bin, which was not a very good thing to say for a guy who's had concussion issues. Uh, oh, by the way, that's David Bowen, Pride of Miracle. Pride oh, of I thought you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about Morgan Riley. He said no. something today. I mean, Morgan Riley just said the cliche: "We want him yeah. to do." What he's he not going to lose any fans in that locker room, but the the people he's trying to keep the faith with are not in that locker room no like because if you turn on toronto you've seen it with a guy that plays on another line that may or may not be from sweden um yeah the fans don't like it when you don't want to play for their team no regardless of nationality so if you forget because it's been a while dave bullen pretty much said marner should wait out to get what he wants to get which i mean that's a fair assessment fair thing to say don't don't cave in if you're dead set on getting a certain number. But he also said that Marner A was the best player on the team because apparently, you know, he plays the PK and he he's such a great two-way player and he leaves. Yeah, also, I, I've heard this from, like, every fan base except our own. Oh, and Brian Burke, too, said that. he's He blocked two shots. One was inadvertent. And he's now Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark status among the boomers in this in this fan base. That he's the greatest player that ever lived. I, I've seen him from a bunch of other people too, but like, did that block in the playoffs fire me up? Yes, absolutely. Come on, I, th- I think for me the annoying part has just been like the complete lack of like they they always say like they've moved. I have not sensed them moving an inch. No. I, I I don't think they've they've gotten off whatever they wanted for the whole the whole time pretty much. Since uh the season. He's like I wanna I want everything. Since I Austin want, Matthews. I want the money, deal. I want the small term. Yeah, basically I mean that 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 contract by itself, I, I hated that. It never made sense to me. Like I, I don't know I don't know how he was even considering asking for fourteen million. It's just players again, guys know that if they ask it, they know that they can get it somewhere else most of the time. Because Matthews <laughs> knows he could have gotten it if he went to the to the RFA, like if he went out and signed an offer. Oh, because he's a center, yeah. Somebody would have paid that for him. Yeah. Like, that that puts and you know he's not a guy he's a guy that's not afraid of the spotlight let's be honest here 
this isn't the guy who's going to be like McDavid and feels uncomfortable every single time he's in front of a camera. Imagine him, like McDavid doing what Matthews could have done, which is sign an offer sheet. That would have, man, he would have crumbled. But that's not Matthews, though. Matthews clearly understands that, A, he's a superstar in the States. So there's a lot of, like, Arizona would have done it. I don't know if like a team like New York, what the Islanders no, considered it. An offer sheet for him, I I don't know. Considering what it would it would basically take, whew, it's a good question to be honest. Oh, it's just so. But, okay, so Friedman said the fourteen million. That could have been a starting point because look, they all know the cap is going up. Like there's no denying the cap. It's is it's going to go not up. really like everything's going up, right? Like that's like it's going up with inflation. Yeah. Like it's not there. There hasn't been like a dramatic spike for him to be worth fourteen million dollars. It would have to be a hundred million dollar payroll. Yeah. We're at what eighty two? You said eighty one and a half. I think next year. Next year will probably be eighty six. I, I think that might be a little generous. I think, yeah, the Seattle well, will help I, it. Well, I mean, Seattle, that's $650 million. Um, they're going to be preparing for a new you know, TV deal. Depending on depending on how the playoffs go, I mean, <laughs> if they want to do something, you can't have fucking – they got lucky with these, these uh, Stanley Cup finals that kind of saved them. I you can't have the fucking Islanders. You can't have the Hurricanes and – like, you can't have these other small-ass fucking franchises going anywhere, especially right before a big TV deal. But see, this is the thing, though. The Canadian market makes a big, big part of it, too. I know, and they haven't had any help from Canadian teams ever since they signed the deal, pretty much. Wasn't the only team since then? It was basically uh, it was Ottawa, right? Ottawa and Winnipeg. Yeah, in- and Winnipeg got smoked. And there's also like what five hundred thousand people in Winnipeg. Yeah, like we all we all know the one market. I mean, Toronto. I mean, it's the Leafs, Montreal, and Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, the big markets. Maybe Calgary in a little Calgary in a, uh, in a way. Uh, uh, no, it's no. Uh, um, but yeah, I think the Vegas. Thing I just ca- I just can't see ca- like there's certain teams where you just look at their core and say. They're never winning with that. Yeah. Calgary's one of them. There's a bunch of cores I look at, and they're just like, they're pretty decent, but they're never going to win. So, I mean, the NHL luckily got their bigger markets to step up this summer. New York got, you know, stepped up. New Jersey. New Jersey. Which was a fun rivalry with uh, New York. They're going uh, to go no, head-to-head. Pittsburgh, as long as they're in the playoffs, that makes them relevant. Washington, too. Um, Pittsburgh, Washington's always fantastic. I'm just trying I to... mean, what what would you, in your opinion, what do you think would be like the perfect playoffs for the perfect amount of Eastern playoff teams? Like, what would it be? Obviously, it'd be Toronto, Boston, Montreal, New York, um, Pittsburgh, maybe Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. What do we name? We got six teams right there. I think Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Probably one more team. I'm trying to think who would it be. Oh, Buffalo. I'd think Buffalo. 
Buffalo, Buffalo for like rivalry purposes, yeah. No, Buffalo, you got to see the ratings Buffalo gets. No, they they, get, they well. are always oh, the number TV one ratings. market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. TV, TV rights, rates. yeah, TV and even just that ownership group needs Oh, yeah, they're dire. Buffalo, Buffalo, yeah, they always are number one or two in regional uh, ratings and stuff like that and national broadcast. They get a ton. It's usually them in Pittsburgh are right up there. So, and then when you look at the West, you know, it's Chicago. It's um, Jake. You probably know the Western clubs a little more than I. Yeah, do. like Vegas, Vancouver, um, L.A. Obviously, St. Louis does really well. Nashville does. Um, Minnesota. Minnesota does pretty well. I mean, they won't for a while now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of things the NHL is, needs to happen. Um, but Especially I'm, for the cap to get to the level where people are are satisfied with like growth and stuff like that. Because I mean, I, I don't care. I, I'm I hate the fact that there's a hard salary cap. I think it's like it's awful for the league. A- anytime there's a hard cap, it's not a good thing for the league. Unless like even every other major league in North America has a soft one. Like fucking the MLS doesn't have one. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, the NHL is a league that. Did you see the marketing? There was a marketing poster that's been shared on Twitter. It's, it's a tr- that That is another. Th- that's probably their biggest issue. It's, they're fucking horrible at that. They, they, they think that hockey. What makes hockey, hockey marketable. Is the logos, is which the, is stupid. The logos, the fact that. No, their players are not drama queens. I mean, look. Oh, that was no, that's bad. that's stupid. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, People no like drama. The NFL has had probably one of the most bizarre off seasons, and I guarantee. I mean, the NFL is going to probably have one of their better seasons in terms of attendance and. Um, I guess views. Well, the NFL is like unmatched, but. Like the, the NBA, NBA is they the... make their noise in the off season. Yeah, like because they got players moving, they got always have talking points. That's a, I think that's a, a positive part about the you know the lesser terms. They should do less, smaller term limits. The max should be like seven or six years um, because people like seeing play, good players move. I mean, how fun was obviously winning the Tavares sweepstakes is a little different, but. Even oh. like Panarin was fun because he had like three teams yeah. involved. The Subban and, trade and stuff was like the that. Subban, Subban trade. trade. People want to see big players move, so um, it just brings up talking points. I know people get annoyed because, especially when the Leafs are, they're usually always connected with these big free agents. But you know, you you got like Stamkos, Tavares, Sagan, and stuff like that. It's it's a talking point for sure. And uh, can we talk about John Tavares for a little bit? Okay, so yeah. I know where you're going with this. Uh, I'm going to mute my mic and let you uh, go off. Go ahead. Oh, why do you think I'm going to go off, David? I'll have to Jake? mute my mic. Jake, go why ahead. does he think I'm going to go off? He's got his mic muted. I got my mic uh, probably, probably the thing that the star wrote. So, the Toronto Star wrote a thing this week. Fun um, little headline. I forget the headline. I just know I remember it. You want to you tell it? No. It was about when he would be signed and it said he helped lead... John Tavares and Zach Hyman to career high seasons. 
I mean, factual statement. He helped. So technically, it is it yeah, is true. They're not wrong. In reality, and this is the thing I take away from it is just the continuous bashing of John Tavares for a year. He has been here for a year and two months now in Toronto. And the fans, he's just, nothing's ever good enough for Toronto Maple Leaf fans. And it bothers the hell out of me. You wanted Steven Stamkos a couple years ago? He didn't want to be here. Fine. John Tavares comes with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Takes less money. Takes less money. Leaves $2 million a season on the table to help his team, hometown team, build a better core and win a championship. Bring a championship back to Toronto and be a hero in this city. And a month, sorry, two months and a year in, people are already saying that John Tavares, Leaf fans, not other people, saying that John Tavares is a product of Mitch Marner. You are absolutely joking me. Can I, can I add something? <laughs> I'm unmuting myself. I gotta add something. Not only not only did uh, is John Tavares a product of Mitch Marner, John Tavares screwed the Toronto Maple Leafs because he signed for $11 million. I'm going to throw something. Yeah. He put the Leafs in, quote, cap hell. Yeah. Which, not they're, Mitch not, which they're not even in. Okay. It's not Mitch Marner. It's it's John Tavares, who didn't have to come here, by the way. He could have stayed in New York and had more money, he and would, Leaf fans wouldn't have cared. This is the type of crap. When we talk about why players do not want to sign in Toronto – it is crap like this. Exhibit A, B, and C. John people people right want to know why players don't want to sign in Toronto. Look back at the history of this team and how they have treated star. Not even look. The Leafs have never had the best player in the league. That's that's just you know another thing. They probably could. It's also a lot of teams haven't had the yeah. best team in the league. Like there's yeah. luck involved with that too, with the draft lottery and all that stuff. Like. There's that. But look, Doug Gilmore, how many seasons did he last in Toronto? Three, right? Three. And it didn't end well. He ended up leaving. Uh, Wendell Clark got traded out of Toronto twice. Um, it was once for Matt Sundin. <laughs> Matt Sundin didn't even get the ending can, he deserved. I can Toronto. touch on that because the Sundin era I watched a lot. And let's talk about that. Matt Sundin. Great hockey player. Had yeah. no talent around him for three quarters of his career. Sundin? Three quarters of his career. I'm not talking about when McGillney was here. I would, or... say, I would say after the... Uh, no, they were pretty good, but when they didn't have the salary cap, they his had line some pretty good teams. Ponikarovsky and Antropov for the last they, three they years. Did have, they had some good good names. They had some just older yeah. guys. No, I'm, I'm not saying... I'm saying three quarters, not that little bit where they were going for it, but near the end when he wanted to go to Vancouver, like, come on. I mean, he also had that terrible instance where he turned down the trade to Philly, yeah. which was, which was very bad. What I'm, what I'm getting at here is I remember, Matt's, I remember that trade too. Yeah. He turned down that trade that would have gotten them Jeff Carter in a first round pick. You know who they took with that first round pick? I'm pretty sure it was Claude Giroux. Sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> or Matt's, I guess. Um, but Matt Sundin, I mean, like, 
he wasn't always surrounded with talent, but like, uh, I don't know what point I'm making here. I'm just rattled. That John Tavares is, is Mitch Marner, who's an all-worldly talent. Negotiations aside, he's one of the top wingers in the league. But we got Austin Matthews. You've got William Nylander. Despite what you think about him and his aversion to corners, he's a very good hockey player. Uh, you can't. Leaf fans are programmed to never be happy, and it bothers me to my core. If this is if this team bothers you. You'd go be a fan of another team. This is as good as it's getting with this core. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up here. John Tavares this season this season put up his best, 47 goals. He put up his best career year, which was an improvement of four points. You want to know how much an improvement Mitch Marner had this season? 25 points. Mitch Marner also went into the month of December with two goals and finished with 25 or more. Am I correct? Didn't, didn't he also have like one point the final? The I guess final, Zach Hyman just in got the, in those the, extra twenty three in the goals, final right? in the playoffs. He yeah, he had the penalty shot goal. And that was it. I think he, he and Tavares two goals, and I know he had two goals in that series. All right, he had the he had the he had the first. I think he had the first goal of the of the playoffs for the Leafs, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at this in that. The Leafs finally did what everyone, what people said they needed to do. Be patient, draft, develop. If you see a free agent that fits what you're trying to do, you get it done. And yet, we can't enjoy it because the martyr contract, Mike Babcock needs to be fired. Let's call it what it is. We're not enjoying it not because of what the team's not doing. We're not enjoying it because the fans can't shut the hell up and enjoy a good thing. And it's what I said on Twitter. If if you seriously think John Tavares is the problem, then you don't deserve to be happy. You honestly, this team does not deserve to make the playoffs with fans like that. That's what it is. No, no, and I it's think, not think... it's not every fan. I'm not calling it Leafs fans in general. There's a subsection that are fine and don't have a screw loose but but that's a, that's the thing is though that's every sports team like jake you, oh, you're absolutely but you, you i guarantee jets fans there's a section that i hate Le'Veon bell right now and he hasn't played a single game why because no i i don't think you realize how pathetic we are <laughs> I mean, we're pretty happy with everyone oh yeah <laughs> I can't think of one player on the chat that people don't like. <laughs> See, when you're defeated of all hope, yeah, exactly. You're, 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 maybe talk to me when we were losing AFC Championship games. People were getting pissed at play play calling. Oh my god, I remember the the tales of our offensive coordinator that people fucking hated. Oh my god, Jake, that was Jake funny. And I's favorite teams are just trying to get six or more wins this season, and we'd be we're very- trying to get out of the top five. Yeah. And can I can I maybe Jake brought up a point that I think rounds us all together. When things aren't going right, fans will cheer for anything that is positive. When there's Except a correct. slimmer, a slim bit of hope, a little glimpse of hope, okay, and that you're going in the right direction, the one thing, one little thing could set everything off for a fan. Okay? 
we're, we're talking about, you know, Mike Babcock, first season with the team. They were absolutely terrible on purpose. Get the first overall pick, which, uh, I'm sorry, many teams have failed at doing that. Just ask Buffalo Sabres fans what it's like to tank and not and get still the lose first, to Edmonton. And still lose mm-hmm. the first All overall right. pick. Okay. You get the first overall pick after three straight years of picking in the top 10. Okay. You get to the playoffs when nobody expected you to get to the playoffs. Okay. Then you face a Boston Bruins team that apparently had steroids for their top line for two straight years. And now you're saying everything that you have worked patiently to put together was for nothing. Like it, it's, it needs, you know, the coach needs to be fired. The GM is, is terrible and inexperienced. Um, I, I read an article also about how firing Lou Lermelo was the best move the Leafs ever made. They didn't even fire him. I'm like, he just left. I'm like, there's they, some yeah. there's some people that believe that firing Lou is the worst thing the Leafs have ever done. Yeah, no, they didn't even He's fire him. Right. He just left. Yeah, exactly. That's He's one like... thing that's wrong with it is he didn't get fired. The second thing that's wrong with it is the Leafs are obviously in a better spot without Lou Lamarella. People need to remember that Kyle Dubas is doing something that you know what many people did not think the Leafs would get use go with a rookie GM after what happened with John Ferguson Jr. Kyle Dubas. <laughs> Within his first year as the GM, lands John Tavares. He gets Tyson Berry. He gets Jake Muzzin. Okay. Um, help me writing off the. He gets Jason Spezza for below for veteran. Mid- That's not really. It's not really an accomplishment. Well, <laughs> he has Jason Spezza. Do you, would you rather have he, Jason Spezza? He has Jason Spezza, but. He's he, 37. He drafted extremely well the okay. last three years. With the limited amount of assets, he's done pretty well yes, with the picks that he's had. Getting getting what looks like is... maximum value on his picks that he's had. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to completely give him an A+. Plus. No, I'm not either. Prob- no, no, no. Probably a B+. Plus. You know, obviously the contracts that he's negotiated with the two, two of the biggest RFAs hasn't been great, but... I mean, the other RFA's done a pretty good job. I've, I've liked a lot of the trades that he's done. He got out of a lot of the bad money that was saddled on this team. Yeah. Like, there there probably isn't one bad contract on this team right now. No. He got rid of them. He had to throw in the first-round pick for Patrick Morrow. Again, that was not a deal he signed. That's not a deal he probably would ever sign. No. Um, he got rid of the Zaitsev contract. Whatever you think of Cody Cece, I will take Cody Cece for one year, then Zaitsev for five more years. Yeah, he, exactly. I, I just say, he, people talk about that he's, there should be pressure on him. There's always pressure on the GM. If a GM doesn't have pressure, he's not doing his job. Yeah. Let's be, see, let's be real here. And, you know, again, Jake was right. With the ass, like, he got Tyson Barrett. He had, to, he decided... Nazem Kadri was their best at trade asset. So what does he do? He not only does he get the right-handed shot, he gets a guy that is a replacement level player for him to play your third line. Not That's in- probably one of his best additions as well. This is Alex Kerfoot. We're not talking about Alex Kerfoot either. I know. Hey, but- Alexander. 
Sorry. Remember, he said Just he while, to while we're on it, while we're on additions, we said Tyson Berry, but also Kerfoot on that third line is going to be very good. I mean, I like we were talking about how Nazem Kadri was a luxury. What do you do? You take a luxury and you solve a problem with it. You fill a need. Yep. I'm hearing also. You guys have been hearing this talk about going after Petrangelo at the end of the season. Oh. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. And I'm just oh. like, but with what, A, I think he stays in St. Louis. Yeah, there's uh, no way he leaves after a cup, I don't think. Uh, you never know. Unless they pay him a lot of money. I mean, look, we've we said the same about Tavares, too. I think it's a, except he's won there. So, but the Leafs, like, what money will they have to pay yeah. for? If, if he wants to come, you'll fucking ship out someone. Absolutely, but you have to sign Muzzin. You have to sign Barry. I don't think you have to sign Muzzin. I think Muzzin is a. If Muzzin has a good season, we all know he wasn't playing healthy down the no. stretch last season. But my feeling is, unless he wants to make Toronto his permanent home, because I'm pretty sure he was living out in LA. He wasn't living. He's from Toronto, but that doesn't necessarily mean he was living in Toronto in the off season. Like you have yeah. the thing is, you have to look at this as. Eventually, some of these guys, you got to say, you know what, we want to bring you back. It just doesn't work. But that's the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Like, I would expect that at some point, Timothy Lilligrant is going to be on this team. I'm going to expect that Rasmus Sandin, who everyone's talking about, is the best, you know, defenseman not playing in the NHL right now. It's Eric Brandstrom. Let's get that straight. Yes, but that but the way people have been taught, I've been saying the way people have been. Taught, oh, absolutely. I know. I know you're not saying that, but. Well, Brandstrom played in the NHL. Yeah, but he played for Binghamton for most of the year. Quinn Hughes. Yeah, Quinn Hughes a bunch is going to be on Vancouver. In, I'm talking but... about not. He hasn't played in the NHL yet. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It's just Sandin and Liljegren are very good prospects, but. Uh, it's just tiring of people that are like, rush them to the NHL, we need them now. It's like, no, you really don't. No. They're going to no, play I mean, third-pairing minutes. Always overseason instead of underseason. Exactly. Overcook instead of undercook. The only... At least put them in the minors until Travis Dermott's healthy. What I will say is... Or if... when, they fight, when they're good enough. If, yeah. They, yeah. if he's good enough to make the, the team out of camp, then go ahead. Yeah. If but, he's not I mean, good if... enough... Especially because yeah. you don't need to start the clock on another really good, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. really good young player. You know, you you have to think about you want to maximize their ELC years too. Like just like Boston did with McAvoy. You gonna do some service time manipulation with these boys? Is what you're saying? Yes. Hey, you know what? In baseball, there's no there's no excuse for it. In hockey, there's a big freaking excuse for it. It's called the salary. Just give cap. Give Ross a ring. He's an expert. He's the best. Uh, oh, do we talk about the Kawhi Leonard comment from Jager? Yeah, that was ridiculous. That Sorry. might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let, let's let's. Uh, <laughs> so for those of you who <laughs> haven't heard, uh, Darren Jager was on. I think this was Leafs lunch, right? He said sure. that because MLSC, MLSC, by the way, not the Leafs, because MLSC lost Kawhi Leonard. Well. First off, you don't lose a guy that you never really had in the first place. You only had on the contract for a year. And he pretty much 
was playing the NBA for a season when it came to like where he wanted to go next. So let's just bring that up first off. So we, because the Leafs lost Kawhi, they aren't prepared to lose Marner like him in a situation like that. First off, he, I believe he, the word he said was a megastar like yes. like Mitch Marner. Thank you. Like they're even in the same fucking stratosphere. Don't ever compare Kawhi Leonard to Mitch Marner. Did, did Mitch Marner? <laughs> did Mitch Marner help the Leafs beat the Bruins? No, because no. the Leafs lost to the Bruins. <laughs> if Mitch Marner single-handedly took the Leafs to a Stanley Cup and won it. Yep, you can you can give him a similar any money he wants. Yep, Scotiabank would literally be forced to kick rocks. They would just be the Mitch Marner Center for the rest of time. <laughs> Pro- probably, yeah. Mitch Marner would be the first you know, current Leaf to have a statue in Legends Row. Mitch Marner, yeah, Mitch Marner would have a statue in Legends Row, and it would just be him with a can of Red Bull. That's yeah, it. That's his other sponsorship. I get it. Um. Yeah, I, I don't get this idea, and this brings back the Dave Bowen comment of him saying that um, Mitch Marner is the Leafs' Jonathan Taves, which was probably the most <laughs> laughable comment because they don't play the same position. Jonathan Taves is... Again, blocks two shots in the playoffs. Absolute hero to three-quarters of the fan base. Austin, he plays the PK. Okay, skating around and blocking shooting lanes... And blocking two shots a season is not playing on the PK. It's being out there to score goals when you guy rifles it down the ice. So th- this is nothing I will say though. Mitch Marner is a star. He's just not a superstar right now. Yeah. He put up. Yeah. yeah you know. You know. Sorry. He put up the most points on the on the team for the last three seasons. Guess what? In two of those seasons, the Leafs did not have. A player like John Tavares on the team. Austin, Austin Matthews, Matthews was also injured for portions of the season. Injured for portions of the season and was playing with two rookies. Yep. And was playing with two rookies again. If you put Austin Matthews with John Tavares and Zach Hyman, guess what? I'm pretty sure Austin Matthews... Would Austin Matthews is potting 50 in his sleep with John Tavares. I, I, or, or Mitch Marner for that matter. Austin Matthews pots 50 in his sleep. I just don't get this idea that Marner has done everything himself. In, in... Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's because he's from Toronto. It's the only thing it is. And he was drafted by the team. Yeah. And it's also because they're they're painting this image of a guy that's apparently sacrificed so much. Oh, he went down to the fourth line. Oh, he was... Uh, he... So did William Nylander. So did Kasper Kapanen. So did Andreas Johnson. They took pay cuts to stay with the team. Shut your mouth. Okay, so... This Sorry, Johnson and Kapanen didn't really, but they played on the fourth line. Everybody did. It's uh, Babcock and Lou Lamorello's team. He's not special. He didn't take the bullet himself. All right, final, final thoughts on this before we end this. What do you think, A, the term will be on his contract? And what money do you think he should get, first and foremost? And what do you think he signs for? As long as it's not the same term as Matthews and they're not up at the same time, I could not care less what he signs for and how much it is. At this point, just get him under contract. I'm done with this BS every day of having to talk about this. And, uh, yeah, we had to do it last year with Nylander. I'm sick and tired of it. So sign the damn contract or go fuck off to Sweden, Switzerland, wherever the fuck you're going. (laughs) 
It should it should be six years, ten million. What it will be is probably like three times nine. So that that's the part I want to ask. A bridge, in your opinion, is nine million dollars. No, it should be seven and a half, maybe, which would also be unprecedented. But I mean, it's just not going to happen. Like he's not signing for that. No, which is which is ridiculous. I mean, the the thing the thing that I also that also gasses me up. But they're like, you got other fans who are laughing at it. It's just like same shit's going to happen to you, dumbasses. Yeah, I I think it sounds more like the Leafs are going to go with the bridge. I, the long term contract does not appear to be anywhere close. I think if the the Leafs have probably been trying so hard to get a long term deal done, it just it, it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. No, like they're like seven, eight, they're or going seven years. Eight or seven years is not even an option. And I find that absolutely ridiculous, but you know what, you know, whatever. Also, if he's saying I want three years as the bridge, if I'm least to say no, we're only giving you two. Or when is he ar- arbitration eligible? Oh, good question. Uh, let me look. Because I'd be like, all right, we'll do this. Then we'll go, we'll go to the courts. They can decide it. Let's see here. Mitch Marner. I mean, like, bro... I'm trying to think who would have been arbitration eligible. Arbitration one additional pro year required. So he's arbitration eligible after this year. So do you, if you leave, do you do one year at, let's say, $8 million, $9 million? You're like, okay. Yeah, I, I would. But, I mean, they're not. I mean, nor should they. No. Nope. I mean, you're not going to do, do this because it's basically just going to – make him want to walk himself to free agency. But I don't know. It's just it's just very aggravating. And if he wants to walk to free agency, so be it. Because guess what? Other guys chose to make it a little easier. I mean, minus Nylander. But Matthews, <laughs> Tavares, Riley, guys like that made it easier because they wanted to be here. That, like, signing and signing at... Making it easy and painless shows you want to be here. If you like this whole idea that he wants to be a Leaf, do do you honestly believe that right now? Um, I don't believe it till he signs. No, I I think he just I think he just wants everything on his terms. I mean, obviously he'd probably like to be here, but he'd also it's I I don't think it's like number one on his list. No, getting as much money as possible and getting I mean, what he wants. First. It if, seems if to be the most thing. money is what he wants, considering he feels he feels like they just. I mean, he didn't get a schedule B bonuses because of of some apparent bullshit rule that Lou Lamorello had, and it's it pissed him off. I mean, him. I don't blame him. It apparently cost him like one and a half million dollars, but I mean, you can't like what 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 can you do? It's like it wasn't even the same GM. By the way. He probably made that money back in another way. Oh, absolutely. He made he it back within would, the next but, year. Probably would, but like, still, I can understand why he'd be mad about that, but still, that's not good ask, enough reason asking for be, yeah. such a ridiculous overpayment is not is not going to work. No. Well, with that being said, uh, the next time we talk, 
will try to do it maybe when the Leafs do physicals. I think they head out to St. John's on Thursday. So I think, oh, we got to do this before I go to New York. Hmm, okay. Maybe I leave for New York on the Thursday, but I got to... Okay, we'll do it the day before I go to New York. And then maybe... Well, no, I'm not bringing all that stuff with me to New York. Sorry. <laughs> no, just... I was going to say, let's do a podcast. Go and enjoy your trip. No, we'll, and then we'll, what we'll do is we'll save it, and then that way uh, we'll do it next Wednesday because uh, hopefully by then we'll have uh, physicals done. We'll have a better idea of the Marner situation, which we probably won't. <laughs> no, we won't. And, and then when I return from New York... We can uh, hopefully have... Continue to talk about Mitch Marner not being signed. Yeah, we'll have more training camp stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into... I, 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 I was going to talk about the, the defensive pairings and all that stuff, but I feel like that's just... I think we've already... Jordan Schmaltz, first pairing. Let's go. We'll, we'll get into more of that when we actually have uh, some Babcock stuff and all that good stuff to help out with that. With that being said, thank you guys for listening. Please uh, subscribe if you somewhat enjoyed this. <laughs> Hopefully you did. Uh, we got our chance to vent a little bit, but um, we appreciate any support for uh, this podcast, and we will try to be more regular now that we have other you know, actual things to talk about. Let's be real. The summertime has been very, very, uh, other than the Blue Jays, being somewhat interesting with their young players. It's really been a pretty boring summer. Been a pretty, yep. yeah, pretty, no pretty no boring. soccer tournament of note. I mean, not the fucking gold cup or whatever the hell it is. Canada's not going to the Olympics in basketball. Yeah. Shout out to them. Well, they still could qualify, but yeah, considering the they'll probably get no one to come out for the qualifying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I That's... wouldn't hold my breath. So we're, we're getting over the summer walls. And we hope to have something more exciting to talk about the next time we uh, we do this. So thank you for again for listening. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.